Hello, my friend, Dennis Gebhardt here with Guru Nation and welcoming you to this episode of Guru in Your Ear, along with my teaching partner, Max Massiano. Max, how are you? I am doing fine, Dennis. How are you, buddy? I'm good, my friend. I'm good. Uh, hey, tell me about double naturals or double ends. Well, the first thing that double N stands for to me is not necessary, <laughs> but it is a subject that has been a thorn in my side ever since I became a hair color trainer. Yeah. You know, I worked for a, a, a pretty large hair color brand um, for the majority of my career. And do you know, even up until probably five or six years ago, they did not even have double naturals in that brand. Right. So I think there's a lot of emphasis that ha has been sort of put on that. And since we've been on the subject of gray hair, I thought what a, what a great, uh, thing to kind of just pull apart. So I thought we could kind of talk about what we did before we had double naturals, first uh -huh. and foremost, okay. and then how double naturals really came into existence. Hey, great question. Um, since I'm the oldest on this podcast, I guess I'll have to talk about back in the day. <laughs> well, we had, fire. we had fire and we had wheels. So I guess we were semi-modern. You know, is yeah. that what you would call it? Yes, and Probably and clear more. developer. Yeah, clear developer and hydrometers. Yes, we and did. what you didn't have were double naturals. We had no double, but natural. you still covered gray. Believe it or not, <laughs> from 1908 when hair yeah. color was invented up till 1990, I think. Yeah, eight yeah. or nine is when I first saw the that sort of. Yeah. resurge or not resurgence but emergence of right. these types the of products yeah. yeah yeah i think a lot of that happened again because of the lack of training that we all experienced where in beauty school where they really didn't give us all the tools sure and so sure. you know most of the stuff that we talk about comes from, you know, where, how this whole industry started, you know, it started as a craft. Yeah, yeah. So everybody had their own opinion about how it worked. I mean, oh my God, all kinds of things. So I think because we really never spent time talking about how to deal with gray successfully, we had several generations once they got out into the industry that had a hard time. So, right. The way we did it back in the day is we knew that gray hair contributed nothing to the end result. It was void of color. Um, right. And because it was void of color, we could not expect to put a regular color over it and get what we would consider maximum color deposit. Because if it was Sure. If it was a percentage of pigmented versus non-pigmented, the non-pigmented would come out more dimensionalized, like highs and lows. If it was 100% white hair, it would come out usually, the result would be 
maybe a half level to a level lighter than what your desired result was. So we understood that if we had pigment in that hair first, then we could use our color over it. And they would then, remember, color is a merging of those diintermediates together, and they would create mm -hmm. that solid monochromatic color that we wanted to achieve. So we would pre-soften the hair, and we would pre-soften the hair using liquid color and liquid right. color was pretty alkaline and mm -hmm. <laughs> the alkalinity would swell the gray would swell the cuticle layer and then we would also make sure we added warmth into the formula because warmth was what was missing from the gray hair and then when we applied yeah. our desired color over the top of it or applied it to the hair after we had pre-softened uh, we would end up with a successful color result and we never had any issues with that. Never so, at all. So in this pre-softening, were you just taking straight dye from the tube or bottle? Yes. yes. Without without developer without and painting developer. it on there? Right. So because then when you place the target co color over top of that, right. those two would also merge, right? So yes, it actually became part of the formula also without right. any additional developer added right. so yes. you're doing yeah. you know the the it, you're almost making what they call i hear this thrown around a lot too a bristol mix which is more color than developer right so right so technically which, that is what you're doing right right but they just in they, two phases they pulled that from when i was doing it in the beginning when people were having problems with cream hair colors which really made their emergence in late 1979 early 80s is when the first cream colors started coming over here companies like from ec uh goldwell mm -hmm. and they were all <clears throat> they were all bragging on the fact that they had less ammonia and so that was the big deal you know, I wanted a product that had less ammonia because they were talking how bad ammonia was, which we now know in 2022 that ammonia is really not the bad guy and the color product. No, really peroxide. He's, he's kind of the, yeah. and ammonia is kind of the best alkalizer out there. Right. But because they're most effective. But because they were creams, so they had to add viscosity boosters and things like that to the product. What would happen sometimes, because it had low ammonia, you wouldn't get adequate swelling of the cuticle. And without mm -hmm. adequate swelling of the cuticle, you didn't get good penetration of your dye intermediates. And so sometimes they, and, and along with poor color application, they would, you know, because their teaching was apply with a brush. And People don't understand how they create their own challenges when they're applying color with a brush if they don't understand how a brush works. And I know that sounds very right. basic and very rudimental, but it is factual. I show them every time oh. in a workshop, the, the people that slap the color on, you know, they're going, they're putting it mm -hmm. like on the same section because they're in a hurry. <laughs> and what like, they're doing is that brush is a magnet and it pulls the color right off. So, you know, or they're, is... they're almost 
wiping color yep. down the hair shaft instead right. of placing it on the white hair. Right. And then they're, they're like, oh, it made a dark band and it didn't cover. And I was like, well, you actually made that dark band because you, you wiped or, the color right off that new growth and onto that previously colored hair. And that's a physical behavior where you apply the product first, where you load, when you load the brush, when you apply the product first, will it be the heaviest de deposit of product? And it'll happen on a mannequin head. If you yeah. take bleach and apply it from scalp to end, because you applied your product on the scalp first and you dragged it through the mid links and the ends, when that mannequin finishes processing, her scalp area will probably be a half a level to maybe a level lighter than the mid links and the ends. And sure. it's a mannequin for God's sakes. So that's how we work with gray hair. Because people had problems with the cream hair colors, then the companies said, okay, we've got to do something else. So double ends were created. And um, the way most of them made a double end, there's two options when you make a double end. One, you can do it according to the law of color, which means that I am going to add warmth into the formula automatically. So my double end mm -hmm. is going to be slightly warmer than my end series. Why? And the warmth we're adding is gold. Because when the gold mixes with the non-pigmented hair, you get a browning out effect. Mm -hmm. And that gives you another base which makes it visually read like you've gotten extra deposit. You're doing the same I thing see. we did separately, but now you're doing it with one tube because the manufacturer said, well, hey, you know, we'll just make it easy for them. We'll make double ends. But miss, many people think, well, if it's a double end, it means it's darker. It's not darker, it's browner. And I know that sounds like an oxymoron but if i add too much brown which we know is background in hair color to my formula it will flatten out and it will read darker you're not making it darker you're making it more opaque and the more op right. opaque does not reflect quite as well as translucent does so that's why we read that as being darker so it was a warmer color added to my natural brown base, which would give me that effect of a double brown. The other option is to mislabel your hair color. And mm -hmm. manufacturers did that. They called their yeah. level four a level five. They called their level five a level six. That's the way we got 10-minute hair color. You know, <laughs> sure. But if you are a savvy chemist, color chemist, and you color and you create your colors using a hunter spec, you don't do that. Because if you put that swatch in a hunter spec, the hunter spec's going to tell you, no, nope, you're darker. You're, this is where you are. Right. So um, that's the way that double ends were created. And yeah, not necessary is a, a great descriptor for them. Now, there's some people listening to this, Max, that will go, oh my God, I love double ends. If I see a speck of gray hair, I'm using a double end. That's and right. The That's problem right. is, based on how your double end is built, 
you could end up creating highs and lows again. Your pigmented mm -hmm. hair, if it's if they've mislabeled it, will take color and it will look actually darker than your lighter. You'll still get dimensionalized effect using a double end. Yeah. And you know, some people right. they they want to use double ends on everything, and you don't know it's really not necessary. I don't have any double ends in my salon. None. Zero. Not necessary. Right. <laughs> and also, I just want to say and dispel for everyone, and some of you may not like hearing this, but a double end does not have double the dye. That's right. <laughs> it is a pre-blended shade that is either that's basically made to look a little deeper and possibly a little warmer than its companion level. Right. That's right. all. Yeah. It's still hair color. Yeah, you know, I think we've got to get our mind away from thinking physical and think yeah. visual. 100%. Like, yeah. It's like, you're absolutely right. It's like it, it, you can't have more pigment. There's only a certain there's only a certain amount of room in the formula. <laughs> so if I want the formula to be darker, I can't I can't just add more pigment. What I do is I change the dye intermediates that I use to produce a darker version. That's right. So what so you guys can't see this, but because now I've got a bee in my bonnet. I have grabbed a tube of 7N and a tube of 7NN. And I'm going through the ingredient deck here on 7N. And there is, in this particular brand, one, two, three, four, five dye intermediates that make the 7N. In 7 double N or 7 natural natural, there is one, two, three, four, five ah. different dye intermediates. Right. But some are the same, but there's some different ones from thing. But right. there's not 10. There's right. not double the dye. That's right. It's just a, another set of chemicals that create a different visual end result. Exactly. Exactly. So. That's our story, and we're sticking to it. That's our story. And, uh, and double ends. You know, so I, hopefully they we might have to get into some of that crazy developer stuff people are doing with gray hair in another episode. Okay. Well, look, I hope uh, you've gotten some nuggets, uh, some information. Uh, maybe we've just, uh, you know, encouraged you to do a little investigation on your own. You know, right. we always say, don't believe thing we tell you test it out just to see yeah because uh, it's about empowering you to make you more successful and to make you more confident confidence comes with knowledge if i don't have the knowledge i don't have the confidence think about That's certain right. things that that you know that you don't understand and you shy away from attempting them because you don't understand but if you learned about that it would build some confidence and you might try it so 
just uh, and you know it's fine if manufacturers want to make double ends and they have people to buy them you know it's a crazy world that we live in but in any case I want you to understand they're not necessary for you you can still have great successful results even if your brand doesn't have double ends so I hope you like this Max has been fun and uh, always Dennis remember you can find Max and I on Instagram Max is at Max M Hair I am at Real Captain Color. We invite you to come and visit our website. Uh, you can find that on Instagram as well. Uh, under my bio, at Real Captain Color, or the link tree link, I'm sorry. And it will take you directly to our educational catalog. So, uh, you know, send us some notes and send us some reviews. What do you think about our podcast? You know, and send us yeah. questions. We'd be happy to address those. Uh, send us questions. Let us know if this podcast is enlightening you, if it's making you understand hair color better, because that's our total goal. And uh, we look forward to seeing you again soon. So until we see you again or talk to you again, I should say, from my heart to yours, I am Captain Color. I am out. Max, how about you? Until next time, I am out. All right, everybody, listen. Have a wonderful day, and we will talk to you soon. The preceding broadcast was a production of Guru Nation, a non-branded educational resource for salon professionals.